Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, and welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'll be joined by Rudy Stankiewicz again for the last recording in this series. And we're going to talk about phosphates, and we're also going to debunk the myth about having a saltwater pool and it not being a chlorine pool. So Rudy does a great job covering both of these topics in today's podcast. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy Podcast Show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals' trusted partners since 1963 providing quality products and services to make pool care easy and solutions and expertise to do it right. And Rudy is a big educator in the pool industry. He has many classes that he offers. You can go to his website, cpoclass.com. Again, that's cpoclass.com. And you can see all of the online CPO courses that he offers right now, including a CPO recertification course and also a CPO prep course. Plus, he offers an advanced chemistry course you can find all of this on his website. You can also connect to Rudy through his Facebook group, Talking Pools. It's a very large industry Facebook group. Just go to Facebook in the search box, type Talking Pools, and I'll take you to Rudy's Facebook group. Yeah, I think um, overregulation, of course, would be a problem in a lot of areas. I, you know, I've, I said that the high cyanuric acid does cause some problems, but I've had pools with high cyanuric acid and they look beautiful. So I think there's other factors, like you said, the environment. I think phosphates are one thing that we don't talk about. Um, I didn't even I, I didn't even buy into the phosphate thing until probably the last 10 years. I was one of those old school guys. Ah, phosphates. I never heard of it before, you know. But now that I'm doing my own testing with it and experimenting with it, I know that high phosphates, even over 300 parts per billion, is enough to really cause a lot of chemistry problems in the pools here in California. I like to say that phosphates aren't a problem until they're a problem realistically because i i learned in that same era i did not jump on to the phosphate wagon as a when that stuff came about and my thought was is well i took care of pools perfectly fine for the last decade without anybody saying phosphate so what's the difference now in fact decade not only did we take care of pools fine without checking phosphates we regularly added phosphates to the water right? Our stain mm-hmm. preventatives, our sequestering agents. The main ingredient in there is organic phosphates, which algae doesn't readily use, but chlorine will oxidize that. And when it oxidizes what you get from the stain preventative, that becomes orthophosphate, which algae does readily use. So we were adding these things to a pool on a regular basis to prevent staining. And that was, you know, what we did. Um, so then the phosphate thing came about. But like I said, it, it's not a problem until it is a problem. If you've done everything you can and you haven't checked the phosphates or your phosphates are high and that's the only thing left, well, then by all means, you know, take care of your phosphate level and see if that solves the problem. Now, with that said, it's a preventative measure, like adding an algicide once a week. If that's part of a pool professional's protocol of care, that's fantastic. Definitely do that. You're doing your customer a service. It's like providing insurance. 
and it's there, it's out there. So, you know, do, do what works best for you. And that comes back to the whole, you know, the person who to make best make decisions about a pool is the person who's taking care of it. Not that there's anything. I mean, the people, trust me, the folks that I sat with in that committee in that debate for cyanuric acid, because I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. They were, were much, much, much smarter than I am. They're all brilliant people and they're all wonderful people. I think they're all fantastic. Um, the same thing with what the CDC is trying to do with the model aquatic health code. Um, and, and they have new new folks on there. Um, that took over this year and they're really running with it and doing a great job. Um, but the whole purpose there is so that other folks don't have to reinvent the wheel. So if a public, if a health department wants to make a change to their code, they can go to this document where it's already been all, um, researched, um, all scientific based, all research based information. They can pull it from there instead of having to find it themselves or half the country doesn't have health department codes of, a facility that is in those areas, they can use it as their code and have a guideline for themselves. So although, you know, it, it is a fabulous document, like I said, I just want the pool professional to have have more say poolside. Yeah, I agree with you 100% there. I think you're right. And the homeowner too, they, they have to have their own say in their pool and how they take care of it. Um, I'm for that. And then I guess we'll touch on the last thing here in the saltwater pools. I get this a lot. You know, I have a saltwater pool and so I love it because I don't have to use chlorine. You know, and even pool guys don't understand that a saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. Um, it's big it's, myth in the industry. Yeah. Right. So I, I hear a lot of pool guys selling and even pool store employees would be like, hey, why don't you do salt water? Because you, you eliminate the chlorine. And, um, you know, that that's just one of those things that I don't think we can ever eliminate that myth. It seems to be so deeply entrenched now that. And I don't know why. I mean, I don't know. Did we drop the ball? Did we not explain it well enough? I mean, because really the. The homeowners must have got this from somewhere. So I wonder if it happened. I mean, I don't know. I don't mean me and you personally, but I mean, as a whole, um, I try to explain it to folks. And, and, and it, it, there is a bunch of chemical processes that occur. I mean, when you add salt to water, right, salt is NaCl. So when you add that to water, it dissociates into Na and Cl, Cl being chloride. And then as that passes through the cell, um, there's electrically charged plates in there, an anode and a cathode, and that um, every, the Cl, right, becomes Cl2. So it takes two chlorides, you get the Cl2, and Cl2 is actually chlorine gas, and then that's what passes through the other side. So in comes the Cl negative, which is chloride, out the other side comes Cl2, which is chlorine gas. And the cool thing is, is it goes back to chloride eventually, and you can reuse it, reuse it, reuse it. But that's where the confusion happens even with the the ph um due to the systems i mean one of the other things that occurs in there is water is also subject to um you know electrolysis so there's reactions there as well but then you also get hydrogen bubbling off and the hydrogen bubbling off will also lead to an increase in your ph we spoke about that from turbulence of the, that the bubbles create and um <clears throat> That's a lot of a lot of folks will just think that salt has a high pH and it doesn't actually salt is neutral as far as pH is concerned. And I mean, that's something that anybody can easily test. Just take some salt from their kitchen and put it in some water and see what effect it has on the pH. It's not going to it's it's only going to pull it toward neutral of anything and where it's at, where your starting point is. Yeah, you're right. That is something that's that's um, 
commonly thought is that I don't have chlorine because I use a salt water pool. But realistically, that person that owns that pool, not only do they use chlorine, but they are a chlorine manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Really what it comes down to. Yeah, if you have, like I have the True Clear cell, and when I called Jandy on it, they told me, in order for you to see if your cell is working, look to the clear glass on top, and you're going to see bubbles. You'll see air bubbles all the time. And that's what you're talking about, about raising the pH. And that is like a little factory making chlorine in that little cell. And the True Clear cell is perfect for watching it actually happen. <laughs> so any of, yeah, any of the clear cells that are out there actually enable you to see this. And it is pretty cool because it's something different that you don't normally get to take a look at. One of the things I do in my, um, in, in my advanced class is I actually make a saltwater cell in a small uh, container, which is neat because then you can actually see the process occurring. Um, so that's actually kind of cool. But I mean, it, it, it is neat to watch. And I think that when folks get the inside story, when you know more about the why something happens or how it's happening, it really clicks a little bit more. So I don't know, maybe that's something we need to put the message out more. Um, I don't expect homeowners to know this stuff. I expect them to know their job, you know, right? If I'm taking care of a lawyer's pool, I expect him to be good at law. It's my job to teach him that a saltwater pool produces chlorine. Yeah. And I think the manufacturers don't help us either by saying saltwater generator. They should be saying saltwater chlorine generator or something. Or just um, chlorine generator. Yeah, but I think they, they're selling so many of these people with that kind of myth built into it that for them to change that marketing. I, I'm going a little bit conspiracy theory here. Well, you know, with that, we have to be nice, too, because they do work well. They do what yeah. they're supposed to do, I think, and they do it very, very well. Um, but it sometimes gets embellished. I don't know. Again, I don't know the source of the embellishment, but I know what I hear back about it, you know. Stay away from the harmful effects of chlorine. Go with a saltwater pool. You'll never have to adjust the pH. Go with a saltwater pool. You'll never have to make your bed, mow your lawn, empty your dishwasher. This will do it all for you. Go with a saltwater pool. You know, that's coming from, they're getting this from somewhere, you know? It's so effective I, too, because it works. I like, when you sell a saltwater system to a customer, it, it's really easy to do nowadays because they hear about it. So it is working, and I really like salt pools, and I, I like I, selling them. It, I think it's more like cruise control, you know, on a car. You set it. And then it pretty much stays at a, at a good at that level. It's not like with the erosion feeders, you get that EKG line of a chlorine level, right? It's up, it's down, it moves all around. But that salt cell, you kind of get a nice steady level. You do get that silky feel on your skin. There's no doubt about that. And salt water pools, you know, have less bouts with algae, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, they're the they're the best. I, I love them, and I'm never using algicide hardly in a salt water pool. And never have to worry about running out of chlorine. They have a huge party. Um, mm-hmm. I just up it up, up the level up, and it's fine. So I love them. They're great. Um, why don't you plug? Let's plug all. Go ahead. Really, while we are talking about um, saltwater pools, I know we've talked about a few products that utilize sulfates, and for saltwater pools, that's a no-no. Um, sulfates at a high enough level can actually damage the salt cell, and at a level, excuse me, higher than I think 300 parts per million. I have to double check. Over 300 parts per million, they're recommending um, that, well, they're stating that it can actually damage stonework. Although I think a lot of folks are using um, sulfate-resistant stone nowadays, but the salt cells is still something that we need to look at. I don't think any of the manufacturers have actually provided a sulfate level that is damaging. They just state that it is. So Mm -hmm. that's something to keep in mind. I what else do we got going on? Oh, look, I have to do this. I have to do this. I'm sorry. Shameless plug, David. 
I wrote a book. It's a horror book, right? It's called Blades of Glass. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send you one because I'm gonna. Oh. Uh, you'll either send me your address or it's on a return address for that package. I got today. I gotta go pick it up from you. So, but I'm gonna send you a copy. I wrote it. It's a horror novel. It's available on Amazon, um, and it's my first, so I was excited about it. So anyway. Yeah. That's outside the industry thing for today <laughs> yeah i read about i read about that in aqua magazine and i've i've heard you talk about it before um so that's great and then the um the courses um so again your website for the advanced chemistry and for the cpo course all of it is cpoclass.com you'll see a tab there for cpo um and other online classes and right now i I am an AFO instructor and a PPSO instructor, as well as the CPO instructor. I have the CPO classes online. Uh, we're going to start putting AFO classes, uh, which is the NRPAs, the Parks Departments, uh, National Associations class um, that meets the Health Department code. And then, of course, the PPSO was the um, Association of Pool and Spa Professionals course that now is the Pool and Hot Tub alliance as is the cpo so i have right now though i have a cpo prep class because if somebody is nervous and they want to make sure they pass it the first time they should take the prep class then i have <laughs> i have a recertification class that i'm doing strictly recertification so it's a little bit quicker a little bit less expensive and then i have the cpo um i have the cpo certification class as well as the advanced chemistry class that we spoke of and we're probably going to see a few more of those um, to come as long as they keep doing well and folks um, enjoy them I'm happy to do it I just and like I said everything I do I, I try to make it super affordable because you know not that it's not worth more it probably I mean I'm sure it, it, it's worth a lot but it's um but I want it to be I it's I want the education to get out there I don't want it to be hard to get you know what I mean yeah and I, I'm gonna say again you're the expert in the field for sure um, I everyone refers to you um, other pool guys refer to you out there all the time and I get posts all over the place and your name's mentioned everywhere. So, well, um, thank you. hopefully all good things. Well, I mean, or, you know, whatever, only believe half of what you read. <laughs> mostly so, good things. How's that? There you go. I can go with that. So well, I appreciate your time. Oh, fantastic, David. So I hope you enjoyed the series with Rudy Stinkowicz and I hope that you were able to hear all the episodes in this series. And if you missed any of them, you can go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, you'll see a podcast icon. Click on that, and you can scroll down and see all the other episodes that I recorded with Rudy here. And you can hear Rudy unpack a lot of these myths and bring truth and light into these areas. And I'll say here at the end again that Rudy is a highly respected um, pool educator in the industry. He's written many articles for the different magazines out there. Plus, of course, on his site, he has many blog articles. I definitely recommend going to his site, cpoclass.com, to read more about what Rudy writes about. And, of course, to check out the educational classes that he offers. And if you are a pool service professional looking to enhance your business, you may want to check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining the coaching program, including the ability to call me and text me in real time. Again, you can learn more about that at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great free week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer.com 
backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.